athleticism of Cox. He can go on the number third. 200 centimetres. You can't do that. Perkins through a bit of traffic. The right foot, Nana. That is just class. It bounces the way of Jones. This is extraordinary now. Picked up by Stringer. One-handed. Onto the right boot. Jake Stringer. Welcome back to the Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast. The Lunchtime Catch-Up Podcast is two blokes that have known each other forever who catch up most days in the Melbourne CBD for lunch to talk everything Essendon Footy Club. My name is Grant and with me is a much happier Scott. We won. So, hey. uh, uh, remember the last show, we at the end we uh, we were a little bit off our nut and we joked that said that we're on a 10-game winning streak. Can I just say... That's one. one. That's one of one of nine ten, baby. to go. Baby. That's right. Um, so look, look, we both were at the game, obviously at Marvel. Um, I will look. It was actually an entertaining game. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I rewatched it on the TV. It's a um, lot of effort from both teams. Yeah, I thought it was actually a really good game of football. Uh, I thought it was the best game of the round as far as entertainment. If you take off your Anxious, anxiety. Um, <laughs> oh my god! And a needle you up that. there if you um, tried. Yeah, yeah. If you take all that out, uh, it was actually a really good game of football. It's a bit of slingshot football. You wouldn't yep. say team defense was the highlight of the game. No, there was there was a lot of touches. There was um, there was some good marks taken again from two meter and the like. But um, and I also don't think that Adelaide's as bad as everybody says as well. Like, they didn't perform real well. They've got some improvement to do. But they've got the bones of a half-decent football side in there. Yeah, well, they, they just didn't have many injuries. So, with yeah. Sloan and Tex coming in, that was actually, you know, as good as they could kind of produce. And, um, you know, they, they were only a, a half a kick away from Fremantle. They beat Port Adelaide. It wasn't like they came in with shocking... Form, yeah. uh, so and we do have significant outs. <laughs> Whoa, significant outs now. We really do, like we really do. Um, and even obviously we will talk about it later, but we obviously lost Snelling in the second quarter, and that even hurt us even more. Yeah. So, and look, we we also heard the post game um, discussion. So, Josh Marnie, if you're not a member, sorry, um, but uh, if you are a member, um, you get a little email and with his little updates after the mm-hmm. after the game. And it kind of verified what Carousella had said post game as well that it was a tough week for the club. They they literally did have a, a bit of a flu go through the club and a lot of guys unwell. Um, there was always a little bit of circling around the social medias yeah. on this. Uh, even I got a few tips saying there's a bit of a concern down at the club. And and Marnie even noted that even game day they weren't quite sure who's going to play, which is not a great way of going into a game. Which may have explained the reason why a certain B Hobbs yeah, it's, was in the stands. I think it adds a little bit more, uh, makes it a bit more valid that when you've got, uh, I because from what I hear, there's there's one or two midfielders in that not so well club. Um, so I can, it makes more perfect sense to me now. I before the game when I heard he's not going to play and just sit on the bench, I went ah. Uh, but, get him down there and actually get some football <laughs> into the kid. But, uh, yeah, exactly. But the explanation actually made sense. Um, they did need a quality midfielder at the game to be ready if in case there was a late call that someone was just Or one ready. or two even. Yeah. So I totally understand that. It is what it is. He's got a 12-year career. So we're not going to lose sleep over one week. Yep. Um, but 
look, in the end, considering no doubt when you're talking flu-type symptoms, you're having nothing but rat tests probably every 12 hours to make sure that's what it is. Especially with so um, it would have been a truck down. Yeah, you got the, the coach down. It would have been just an awkward week for the club to focus on the game. And putting all that into consideration, I actually thought it was a really good win. Uh, it was obviously it was a, a win we desperately needed, but I actually thought Adelaide played really well. I thought, um, and we did. I thought we were the better team on the on the day, uh, but I, I was I was actually quite proud of the guys. And and you know, hearing the news after that, that's a solid win and to kick start, kind of kickstart the year and and. They will all know what they need to grow in. There's no doubt. I think in every game, I think our team defense uh, has been not on song, which is whoever listened to this show going, Scott, you told us for two months to start working on it. Trust me, if you see my face, Grant, I'm as confused as anyone. Uh, and that's, uh, yeah, the, the key position stuff and how many open footballers there are in our in our back line is, that's a worry. Yeah. Because it, it, it makes no sense. You know when you're – you know something to be true. Like you really, you really know it because, like you said, you saw it for I don't know eight, nine times that you went to training. You saw it constantly, constantly, constantly. It's just not transferring to the field at the moment. No, and you know, I actually wondered um, even yesterday. I, I just thought they did so much uh, coaching in this off season. I. I would actually just wondered. I don't know what you would think about this, Grant. Whether it's too simplistic an argument. I just wondered if there's a little bit too much information in their head right now, where they're not playing with natural instinct. Because I remember I mentioned. I actually mentioned a play. Um, I think it was uh, maybe even Zerk Thatcher marked it, and, he, and I went. Yes, and I, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I went. Yeah. Do you know what? In training, they keep telling him to uh, move the ball asap. So he had he had space in front of him. And when he marked it, he he kind of like went to go forward, then went, oh, no. Hang on a minute. Yeah, and go and back we, then we saw Braden Ham in the last quarter have that same moment. And and I'm just wondering if there's maybe it, – and it's maybe too far stretching it here, but is there a little bit too much information in the head where the natural instinct that we saw last year of get up and go – um, I think what it might be, it's a good question actually, but I think it, what it might be is the lack of confidence to, maybe, do, maybe, to do the code, maybe that's the it go because, part, right? Yeah, because the, the ham one was really confusing to watch in that and because that was just an obvious Perkins. Is People are screaming at the kid to go, 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 go. Yeah, and it's like it was a deer in headlights. He was yeah. like, what do I do? Yeah, um, what about it? I mean, a little, little bit of that is the kind of form that Braden's in at the moment. Yes. Um, but uh, but there is a bit of a team, not as not as – uh, uh, kind of obvious as that, but yeah. I have noticed the amount of times we're marking and just not having the instinct of just get up and go, just quick ball movement. It was better, um, but yeah. it's still I'm I'm not feeling the natural instinct of what I felt the club was doing last year, which made us really hard to defend. We were just handballing through fast, just you just everyone just straight away. Played on and just and someone when you had one either side yeah, of them at the same someone time. Someone knew that game yeah. plan and they were running with them. Yeah, and we just haven't had that freedom in our in our movement. Well, think you to think about it too. I mean, we're zero and three, right? We're zero and three, and it got pounded in two of the three, right? Absolutely smashed oh, well, in two of the three. One and two. Oh yeah, Melbourne. Yeah. We we're up by sorry. It was tied with a cup. Yeah. So we've been 
smashed, right, in the Just Geelong game. Geelong one was the obvious. Real yeah. bad. And that's the first game of the season. It's all psychologically bad and all that sort of stuff. And then we got beat two more times, right? Especially in the – and you, you've also got to remember maybe the, the boys aren't as confident as they could be considering they've probably got the weight of their coaches on their shoulder who've gone – I no doubt Truck and those guys would have gone. No, uh, no, we're not. We're not doing this anymore. That's that's no way we're happening at that. Plus the expectation of all the fans, the media, their own teammates, um, letting each other down, all that sort of stuff. They've got a lot of weight on their young shoulders, and um, it's no doubt that they're down in confidence. They had they were zero three for up until um, Sunday afternoon, so they're probably not feeling is confident to be able to grab it, turn, run, and know that somebody's yeah. probably confident down the other end of the ground that they can kick it too quickly. So they're, they're not trying to that sort of fluid game style. So it's a good pickup you made. That that one where you pointed it out for, for Zerk, you could see he wanted to do it. He turned uh, and then he sort of stopped. And it wasn't because he stopped and looked at, at, at another guy too close to him and he was going to get tackled. Mm. He stopped himself. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he stopped himself. And then the, the ham one was just amazing um, that he didn't make that move quicker. But yeah, that's, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah it's um, it's just something that I, I've noticed. Um, oh, what was I going to say? Sorry, I had a brain fade. I hate it when that happens. Um, <laughs> how devilishly handsome I am. Uh, manly. Look, well, let's talk, about, let's talk about one big positive. Um, Mr. Guelphie. Matt Guelphie, Dan. Like, he's that- in career form, the boy. Yeah, he really is. Actually. He really is. He, he's banging his best foot of, by far in his career with us. And that, that may be his best game. And the, the, I think the club said he's, well, Carousella said he's found his position. Yeah. He's, like that's it now for him. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the some of the best one percenters you've ever seen in your life. But in floor, like one percent is not like a shepherd or a standing on the mark or some sort of little one percenters, Momentum which is great. one percenters. Yeah. Momentum changing, game changing smothers with the ball coming out of the um, the the forward line um, and Guelphie being just smothering, getting the ball, keeping it in there, chasing dudes left and right. He This is the sort of thing, I mean, Dev, I don't know that Dev's as, as young as springtime anymore, right? So um, I wonder whether or not he's got a, a real seriously hard running season left in him, right? But Matt Guelphie reminded me of Dev Smith's first year at the club. Dev was chasing everybody. If the ball was in 10, 15 metres of him, he chased you down. He chased the other bloke down. You just handballed it to. He went back to the bloke you handballed it straight back to. Guelph was chasing people on boundaries. He was getting to them and smothering it. Man, that's the coaches. That that's the fastest. Don't care if he's kick six. That is the fastest way to put a smile on a coach's face is to do what Mac Guelphie does. Yeah. Like as a coach, you'd be sitting there on the weekend to go right. I go off, um, bit of feedback on your game. Nah, I got nothing. That was great. That's <laughs> perfect, awesome. man. That's seriously, I got, I got nothing for you. Um, just, I think you gave away about four or five free kicks, so maybe that's one. Oh, look, let's, let's just ease but up it on was the four of, or five It free was kicks. out of competitiveness, so I'll give it to you anyway. Yeah, but um, apart from that, dude, you, you're fine. Guelph, got to love him. Yeah, and you know, the, that's the um, interesting whole part about this because, you know, I, I copped a lot of flack. I wrote on Twitter. And rightly so. I rightly so too. I sometimes tweet tweet rubbish, um, but I tweeted out that I personally think the crows actually probably go into this a little bit favourites with considering um, who we got out and our and the form. Dude, I had no problem saying I had that them by two three goals personally. And and like 
there's a few people like that's a rubbish day, and that that's fine. That's all. That's all opinions. I will say that's the least experienced side that's gone out to any game this year. Yeah. that we just fielded. That was like something like eleven or twelve guys played under fifty games. So and that I, matters. I, it, that matters. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not talking up our club as much as others, as far as what the players that are going out representing the club. I this the, individually, I can I can rate a lot of them, but there's just so much inexperience that, of course, I think we're susceptible to a, a, prob, a, a possibility of a loss. Uh, because then you remove Waller, then you remove Langford, then you remove Snelling and Stringer, and it becomes even less experienced. Oh. Yeah. And the, the plays you got, I mean, I think you said something to me on the way back to the car or something. Like last week there was – to, to sort of go on from what Scotty was saying, this is not a win that Scotty and I are celebrating from the highest yard arm, right? I'm in the Lunchtime Catch-Up podcast studios, otherwise known as Scott's Front Room. Um, I'm going to go home tonight. I have booked television time with the missus <laughs> and I'm going to watch the replay again, right, tonight. They've got booked the TV time, the whole nine yards. You, Bridge. Do you mean you've booked the TV over your missus? Or is that your, no. Dude, does, I, she, what, does she watch it with you? No, no, no. Well, a little <laughs> bit, a little bit if she's trying to be an extra good wifey. No, I have put up with Bridgerton, the entire season of Bridgerton. I have put up with oh, you deserve a, it. Yeah, a okay. time-travelling Scotsman um, in Outland. I've put up with all of that. Outlander and just Mills and <laughs> Mills and Boonery, um, and it's my turn now. I, I get to watch. The, I get to watch the replay, right? Yes. So it's not a. It's not a. I want to watch it again. I want to see us get a win, which will be great. But um, it's not a win that we're heralding from the from the highest yard arm, right? So you said last week we had probably fourteen of eighteen blokes that were just badly out of form and just performed incredibly badly, and that's how you lose games of football in a big way. Now this week. Maybe there's six or seven that aren't performing 110%, um, but we've improved in a big way with regards to the way our boys are playing. So yep. it's not a, it's not something that we're going to scream from the highest step forward, and that's what it is. And that's all it is because the annoying thing is that when you go 0-3, you just heap pressure on yourself for the next half a dozen, eight, nine, ten games because people, I'm, I'm looking, I'm supporter, and I'm looking at them going, was that a fluke? Was it because Adelaide are no good? Or did we improve slightly as a club, right? Because the next week and the week yeah. after and the week after that and the week after that, I, I still don't know who the hell is going to come out next week against Freo. At least at least, I never felt like we dropped our bundle for 20 minutes in the game. No, no, that no, was, no. That was my probably in the end my biggest takeaway yep. from the game. I was like, I felt like our concentration level, which is pretty good seeing if there was a flu going through the club, but yeah. I felt like we competed for for nearly every minute of the game. It might not have been all polish, fine, um, but we competed uh, for pretty much the length of the game. They didn't get like they didn't kick the five or six goals in a row or anything. No. I think their maximum was two or three at best. Yep. So that's like you go tick step forward. Definitely got things to improve on. Oh, yeah. But we scored over 100 points. Tick. You just go, what do we see? We saw our Ruckman, Sam Draper, have a much more competitive output. Give us, you know, give us some really good first use of the footy that had some fast breakaways that caused goals. Kicked a goal with three minutes to go, a crucial goal that probably won us the game in the end. Um, Tick. 
Great, Sammy, back the, it up. The jewel, the jewel, <laughs> yeah, the jewel Ruckman thing is um, working really well. We're enjoying that. It's allowing Righty to become the next um, John Coleman, and all the things we, we said this last week. I said it a lot. Um, I said it on the uh, on our Patreon page, just between you and me and the fence post. The Lunchtime Catch Up podcast has a Patreon page for those that um, don't know that. Um, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Lunchtime Catch Up um, on Patreon. Go and check us out. But I said that on the Patreon. Um, when I'm not interested, Scotty and I weren't interested in the performance of the the other side. Who, if they can beat us or not, I, I was just interested in how the boys are going to play. Yeah, yeah, right. Just, just how are we going to play differently to what we've been doing for Move the first three ball. weeks? How are we going to spread? How are we going to do? At, yeah, exactly yeah. right, and that's the important part. Is that one of the real key KPIs that they would have needed to have hit is no fifteen minute lapses where we get absolutely smashed. And Adelaide are capable of doing it. They were capable of getting um, the ball into their forward line. Texas a capable forward. He's a very good forward. That let's be honest. Rochelle guy, he looks all right, and there was a few others down there, and we we avoided that. So that's that's a tick. There's a lot of lot of medium sized light green ticks that we're going to apply to that game. Yeah. And I reckon the coaches will do the same thing. They'll say congratulations, boys. Um, there's another game next week um, in which we need that performance as a minimum, and then up from there. Look, and as much as I think fans are like, oh, we could we're going to take on Fremantle. This is a big chance. We have to act. You know, to be blunt, we have to go up another level. This is at least another level. Fremantle's third on the ladder, three and one. They're they're no one to take lightly at all. No, it doesn't uh, matter. That it's over here. Uh, yeah, so they're traveling very nicely. Uh, so we've got to go up another level. And again, we no, no Snelling. Yeah, we've um, got Snelling out. So Stringer out long term. Like, is he two three or whatever it is? Yeah, I I I've got that funny feeling. It'll be the game after Anzac Day. That's my gut feel. Seriously, man, I, I just this is killing me. I know it's, it's it's killing me. Snell's out for ages. Oh, Snell's back. Gone. Yeah, no Merritt, no Langford, no Langford's out for ages. Langford's back. Gone. <laughs> Merritt's in a moon boot. Like man, the whole preseason, everybody was fine. I know. Jake Stringer was supposed to be flying. Now we're all back to square. And one. now we're yeah. back to exactly where we were. Just injury. Can we? And that's the other thing too to to keep in mind is that we're improved. We improved in that game, but you have got to keep in mind people like um. Caldwell are spending time on the forward line. And it's by design, I understand that. But, geez, it'd be nice to have Merritt and Caldwell and Shield and those, like, Merritt's in the middle again. and Langford's on a wing. Langford's on a wing. And you've got to, yeah. you've got to make, not makeshift, but it's not the the side that we really need out there. Now, every team in the AFL has injuries. I understand this, right? Mm. And you have to, you have to um, count on it happening. Absolutely. Yeah. But, geez, man, it's, it's, it's tough to beat those, like, Top sides when your game winners, your merits and your um, stringers especially, and then a guy that's super influential in Langford and Snelling for that matter, they're not there. Yeah, right. It's 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 real tough. No, nah, there's no way around it. It's it just it's a tough spot for the club, and I think outside of about four teams or three or four teams, we would go in non-favourites for every no, game. I, I, again, because I we're a... so inexperienced. Like that, When you're half of your side is less than 50 games, you have to acknowledge that with that comes inconsistency of performances uh, in games and week to week, and you just have to acknowledge that. You just have to – I mean, it's it's great that young kids are playing. Like, I mean, you got Wanganeen playing two games. You, 
Yeah, um, and they they may not be performing as as maybe as high as you hoped, but they're getting games, and that's you know there's still positives, but but you, again, if, but your expectation has to be realistic. Exactly right. And um, if if Wang if we had players available, if we had Stringer, if we had Waller back, Wang and he wouldn't be playing. It's that simple, right? He's not getting games because it's the right thing to do at the moment. He's getting games because we're desperate and we need a small forward, somebody that can crumb, right? He's had two-fifths of no possessions in this game and no influence whatsoever. And that's my argument. All the people that I that I talked to on the Facebook page, more specifically, we've got to bring Hobbs in, let's bring Hobbs in, we've got to bring Wanganin in, yeah, bring him in. This is the thing. This is what happens with players that are playing their first three games of football in like two years. COVID rest- restricted, they played no TAC Cup. These are their first games in like two years of football. And it looks like it. They're learning on the job. And I don't know that as a really good side, we have the ability to not carry Wanganin, but we have the ability for him to get minimal possessions like that and zero yeah, to and, one goals. And look, yeah, um, and it's not downplaying – because we, we all saw Wanganin. He tried his heart out. He tackled what he could and he I think he had nine pressure acts. He did yeah. – he, you know, he, he, he did what he could – but he also looked like a guy who missed a lot of footy. That's, that's just that's just a simple. And where that. you work it out in the VFL. That's where you work that stuff out, man. You get your you get your flow back. You get the feel back. You get the liniment up the nose again. You get all that sort of stuff. And if you have a bad game where you don't do anything much, and it's at bloody Chernside Park or it's at Williamstown <laughs> or the bum ends of somewhere in Ballarat. Then it doesn't matter, right? Because you're in the VFL and that's what you're there to do is to learn. You sit down with your coaches and you go, well, let's not do that again, son. But if you do that again um, uh, at Etihad with all of the cameras and idiots like us talking about it, it'll be be front row centre on did he perform, didn't he perform, should he be in the side. It doesn't matter in the VFL. You're there to learn. And And it's exactly exactly what... You know, Zach Reed obviously started last week, right? Again, I missed two years. He most missed most of last year, um, and then had the two years before that with the COVID stuff. Yeah, uh, actually, the the years, sorry, second year before that, uh, where he missed. So he's missed a lot of footy. His first game back in the VFL, you know, hardly touched it. His second game back, he got nine possessions, uh, which was you know on the weekend. Still looked a bit off, um, but that's that's reality. That's in, it's not saying they're not talented. They just missed a lot of football. The year before that, we played the kid. Mm. Like the year before that, he was putting up numbers and, and yeah, looking well, played, okay. Yeah. I think he had 20 oppositions in the VFL last year and he got promoted to the Brisbane game. Um, now that's when he got injured. Yeah. Um, but uh, but that's just what happened. It's just, but, th- but this is the it thing. It was round five or six or something like that. I forget round four or five. But um, that's what happened. And he was. I don't know if I'm more traditionalist than, than a lot of people nowadays, but. That's, that's how it should be. For, for a club like Essendon who can have enough players to put 22 out on a park, your draft picks um, should be able to build possessions. He gets nine, then he gets 11, and then he gets nine again. But that's fine. We go, oh, now we've got 15 possessions, and halfway through the season he's averaging 19 possessions, two goals, and not eight marks. And you go, geez, I'll tell you what, he's starting to look real good. Then he starts to up his possession count a little bit, and he's really starting to act like a 202-centimetre dominant key position player in the VFL. And pretty soon he's um, playing La Cucaracha or knocking La Cucaracha <laughs> on um, Chuck's door going, hey, uh, see my stats on the weekend again, Tiger? <laughs> um, and that's when you bring a kid like that in. Same with Ben Hobbs, man. 
Let him get 20 possessions a game, eight tackles and nine pressure acts for the next 15 games. <laughs> Seriously, let him get... Let, let him get that Maybe many. I'll say five. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. But let him get excited. Let him get the massive... Well, I mean, look... It- you're gonna. This is gonna be hard news for you, Grant. But I reckon he'll be up for consideration this week, man. Whether you think it's right or not, but because it's not the midfield that's the problem, dude. Uh, no, no, that's that's true. It's just there's not much talent left to <laughs> to pick up, and we've got some guys who we mentioned prior, uh, Hammy and all them, who just can't get the pill. Just yeah. can't. Uh, and and that, that so the. It, they're getting to a little bit of a crossroads here on on uh, on what they do because yeah. and it's tricky. I, I you know I it's funny the club has always been hesitant to even almost name Hobbs as an emergency because I I got the feeling they actually uh, were a little bit aligned to your thinking to be blunt uh. Uh, because they weren't naming him as emergency and he wasn't wasn't playing bad uh. but I think they really want him to have maximum inside mid time in the VFL. Uh, and that would be his way of developing, uh, whether we like it or not as fans. We love debuts and we all love that, but it's been obvious to me that they they have a very solid plan on Hobbs to say that, you know, um, at a un- the unique situation of the flu week this week, uh, I, I, if, if most guys are healthy, then we're more than happy for him to play 100 minutes of inside football uh, against... You know, AFL, you know, listed VFL yeah. players, if that makes sense. Man, like real sick. He's 18, man. Yeah, he's yeah. 18. He's a kid. He's 18. He's just a kid. And put him up against 26-year-olds. Yeah, it was like, like we said with Melbourne, right? When he played against Dunstan uh, and Casey, you go, that's what you want. Dunstan's a really good inside mid player. There you he'd go. Le- he'd learn a lot from him. And they're not they're not 18-year-old kids he's playing against. They're, they're men. He, who, he'd monster an 18-year-old kid. Like he's yeah. – he's, you can see the – And that's what he did in the TAC. Exactly yeah. right, because he's a massive unit. But put him up against – players that have spent two years or three years or something like that on an AFL list and then got delisted and are now performing well for Williamstown or Ballarat or whoever it is, right? Put him up against those guys and he knows what he needs to be, what he needs to, what actual physicality looks like, right? Then you put him up against Selwood and the whole thing changes, right? Yeah. There's physicality, mate. That's about as bad, as good as it gets. But I, I hope I hope I hope I am right. I genuinely hope I'm right because we've got enough midfielders and we have enough players to run through that midfield, and we've perished with another 38 possessions and um, Andy McGrath and Dyson and those guys and Caldwell again with with 23. There's enough players that are established in our midfield where we do not need to bring in an 18 year old kid to solve a problem. We genuinely don't. And if and I, I would like to make no, a small it, announcement. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I would make a small announcement to the Facebook fans where I have defended Bradenham um, <laughs> as being a 30-game kid who give the kid a chance. Braden, I know you're a listener. Uh, mate, I can't support it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, even I've got to understand that Braden is not performing now. He's not performing now. Now, drop him. He should never play for us again. Always, no. You always did say at least give him four games. Guess what? It's been four games. Yeah, right. And and I, I looked at him and said he deserves it. It's not like a boy has been selected. He's crap. Nope. He was in the team last year. He's done nothing wrong between then and now, right? Other than get some more time and some more experience and some more coaching. So he's had a go at it. 
But man, he he looks all at sea. Like he can't get the ball. He doesn't like I don't know. Yeah. Which is so weird for him because in his first season, it, you're he right. He's so much better. You're right. He's a he's a if we if you take off the the frustration hat, he's a better player than what he's producing by far. Definitely. But he's not producing, and that's, that's it's it. a it's a produce league, and you yeah. can't you can't do it for a month. You just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's my theory. It's always been my theory that if you do a month where you just can't produce, then you have to really go back to the VFL, find some footy, be smack bang in the middle, find some footy, and then we'll... we'll For two, see, three weeks. We'll see you in two or three weeks. Show us the player that you, you were, yeah. mate. Show us the player that should do really well in the VFL. Yeah, there's, there's right? been games where he's had 21, 22, kicked one or two goals, and you're like, oh, there's something about this kid. Yeah. But I, it's just, I don't know where that's gone. I just don't know. Not this season. And, and I was, I'm at... Sammy Draper was at that same position for me, right? Sammy Draper was at, I'm sorry, mate, I don't care who you are. Three games where, three games, three marks, right? In a, and I appreciate that he's tapping really well um, and that's okay. But three three marks in three games, unacceptable. And when you look at him from last, the week previous, he was just running around with... A bit lost, to be a bit lost, right? So I went. Nah, that that that's it, man. You get those those three just on your last name, and then if he hadn't performed today or the Sunday, and done as well as he did, or and he did, he's still got about four notches to go up from there, right? As a player, he's way more talented and better than what he even showed on Sunday. But at least it was really good signs. Though. He showed good signs, and Braden, my mate, I'm terribly sorry, Tiger, but you didn't. Yeah. Like he didn't show any signs. And again, this is a professional football league. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, the same even with, you know, Hind in Redmond. You know, last week we, we, put, needed we, to. Put, we put the pump on yeah. Redmond pretty hard and Hindy going, we, where's our Hindy again? Yeah. And then, you know, they've, they've, they've really stepped up. Um, uh, I thought Redmond, you could almost give him votes. He was really, yeah. really impressive, yep, Redmond. absolutely. Uh, so that's what you want. You want, okay, we've now got some more guys who are lifting and back into the year, uh, yep. and let's get another three or four guys next week. And now, week. again, because Essendon's so damned confusing at the moment, let's see if it was a fluke. So Right? Well, yeah, let's go. Look, let's go to a break because we've got a few players to cover that I want to talk about. Right so that. we'll see you after the break. Eighties were the best. Man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ladder Shop Catch Up <laughs> Podcast. Want to dedicate that one also to to uh, a guy that we caught up with at the footy who we we figured, and we're going to play it again. It's a tribute. Yeah. <laughs> we're just going to play it as a tribute. Um, who we caught up with at the footy, uh, who we hadn't seen. We'd figure this out. We figured this out in a lazy thirty-one years. He was in town Very for his mum's birthday. Close high school friend of ours. That Absolutely went, went overseas, and we and he came back to Australia, and we caught up. With him at lunchtime. Uh, it was the best thing ever, man. So. Mate, Alex Shelton, um, you know who you are. Um, caught up with him. He looks – it was hilarious, mate. You dead set look like an old version of Alex Shelton. 
I just I looked at it and went, man, it's Alex Schulte. He just looks old. Uh, we met his lovely daughter as well. So uh, <laughs> a shout out to Alex, mate. Enjoy uh, heading back home. Uh, we dead said hope to see you again very soon. So I'm sure we'll too beautiful. Oh mate, <laughs> I mean, he, he would have he would have gone to his daughter as he was walking back to his seat. Okay, Damn those boys. They look great. Now. They boys have matured nicely um, <laughs> from high That's school. Clooney esque. Yep. Um, all right, talk to me. All right. Uh, side note. I don't know why we haven't seen vision of this yet. Can anyone in who was at a camera on the weekend, Colwell kicks a great goal, which, you know, started off with a Sam Draper tap to shield after Colwell sprinted gold. It was a high, big pump. Sam Draper leapfrogs Dylan Shield on like, the ground, and I can't believe no one has footage of this. And we're not talking about Dylan Shield on the ground, and he just jumped over him. Dylan Shield was standing erect; <laughs> he was standing directly, straight up and down. And Sam's walked up, put his hands on his shoulders, and almost dragged the the boys across the top of his head. It was hilarious. It was, yes. It uh, would have made him not erect, but uh, that would have been very true. Um, uh, but that was the weirdest thing. He was just celebrating, and all of a sudden, he's, he's he leapfrogged, leapfrogged a dude standing up for no I, reason it was the most whatsoever. Thing I think I've seen, <laughs> and I can't believe no one's got footage of this. So and Sam's a weird unit. He's a, he do a weird unit thing like that. <laughs> he's left of center, but I love him. Yeah, I know. Um, weird, and that's why, like, you look at imagine that jumping at the set of bounce. That's why he gets his hands on the ball. So, please, yeah, if anybody's got vision of that, please send it to or put it on the Facebook page. Um, that would I'd love to see that because it was hilarious. God, he's got he's dead set left from that dude. <laughs> I was like, I was like, did you just see that? I did actually. I saw the tail end of it. I must <laughs> he's say, he's done a Jordan over over shield. Um, Anywho, uh, so yes, yeah, so um, just some uh, other players. I guess mentioned. Uh, I just mentioned this guy before. I thought Jai Coldwell was really good in the clenches. Uh, kicked a goal. If look, if he can, Jai's. Um, I still don't think Jai's playing to where a level I know Jai can play it. I, I want to see him more in the middle, man. But he does. One thing I noticed that if you look at his time on ground percentages, he seems to be always in the bottom five. Uh, so oh, yeah, you made a good point on this. Tell me about that point. And I, I, I've got this funny feeling that the reason they play him forward a bit and actually having him on the bench a lot, is to just make sure that hamstring is not getting overworked. Because don't forget that about him. He yes, had, a, had a, chronic, a chronic one. He's got a really chronic hamstring history. So so there's some players you actually do have to factor in time and ground. So you go, oh, he's had 24 and a goal. Oh, yeah, it's okay. But then you go, okay, he's only played 70. He's missed 30% of the game. Yeah. Uh, so actually, actually, that was a pretty good game in the end. So I thought he did some really tough stuff. I, I genuinely love his hardness. Um, I, I want to talk about another debate that's been going on, and interesting. This will get. This is the one that gets. This will get the comments. So I, I'm going to say that Dyson Apple actually had a solid game. So I, 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 I did hear people. Surely you can't deny that. Yeah, like. Do I think his hands are great? No. Did he miss two easy marks? Yes. Is sometimes when the ball's on the ground, rolling coming towards him, are his hands great? Not overly. It Not could, at the moment. He's missing some marks and stuff. Yeah. But did did he use the ball well? Yes. Uh, did he compete? Yes. Um, 
25 disposals, 78% efficiency. It was a solid it, – it was a step up at least uh, for the skip. It, you know, it wasn't perfect. But if you if you didn't know his last four games and you just saw Heppel play that game, I don't think anyone would be talking about that game or no. being worried about his performance. No, I agree. They'd have gone, oh, yeah, he's done all right. Um, so I actually thought he played, he played okay, uh, you know – there's no way, obviously, am I considering omitting him from the side? No, again, not uh, now. Again, like it's just we weren't before. Yeah, we don't have the cattle anyway to to back well, up. There's, there's that really. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, I thought he was. I thought he was pretty solid. I thought that was Ridley's best game. Uh, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Um, Mar- Josh Marnie said that he was cleared of injury, so I'm, I'm really, really glad of that. Yeah. But our, our side just looks so much like a lot, lot, lot better. Yeah, when he is involved. Yeah. It looks so much better. Uh, look, Zerk Thatcher was kind of solid without starring kind of game. It was his first game back. He uh, he cramped up big time, I think, in yeah, the last he, 10 he minutes. He started to blow up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I, I, the, I do have to question sometimes some of our matchups. Uh, I, I'm not sure why we're having so many tall guys on smalls at the moment. Like, I think Ridley's just constantly playing on smalls every week. Now, I get they're trying to release him a little bit, but, oh, yeah, it's just – I, I just don't feel like it's working so far. And, and you know, you had an occasion where suddenly there was a switch and um, and uh, Zerk's gone on to Rochelle and then suddenly he's isolated one out and – Zerg's gone to ground. Rochelle's ran into an open goal, and and just I'm just hoping we can get those switches right and get the right guys on the right. So because I you know I, I'm not going to put it on. Uh, look, obviously I want him to keep his feet, but I'm not going to put it totally on Zerg because that's not his game. Um, and Josh Rochelle, by the way, for his fourth game, they're I know kicking seriously. He, play. He's got some talent. That's <laughs> annoying, right? He's 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 got a bit of a bit of Pichon, a bit of head wobble about him and all. Yeah, but yeah. he can he can back it up, yeah, which he, is annoying. He, right? He's a serious kid for four for four games. He looks good. Yeah, annoying little so and so. Um, look on our forward end, Peter Wright, man. What <sighs> he's. He's playing. He's the first half warrior at the moment. <laughs> like, he is, brother. He's coming out. But we, we're hitting him with targets and then we don't hit him with targets anymore. Yeah. It was interesting. Carousella noted that they, they felt like because he had a, such a hot start that they actually focused in way too much on him to, and they weren't looking left and right to other options. Which okay. Is, which is a fair call. Because, Especially when he's marking everything. And um, his kicking is some of the best I've seen in the AFL at the moment. Yeah. his hand, But his hands are really good. Yeah. Um, it's best I've seen him... Judge the flight of the ball. That was always a critique I had. That he 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 was uh, the he seemed to go under the ball a lot. Yep. Um, but he's judging the flight of the ball a lot better. Uh, but his hands have really improved. Yeah, his kicking is solid. Um, hey, yeah. he's just averaging three goals a game after four. So, <laughs> Jeez, man, that's can it. I can I give you real positives? Right, three players. I'm going to say them at once, but we're going to go through Are each you one. Suggesting of them. my positives weren't real positives. No, these are just some more positives to add. To your positives, okay. Um, and they're still three real. players: Nick Martin, oh god, yes, Mason Redman, and Jake Kelly. Start. Well, we mentioned Redman before the break. Oh, so did we? Good. Sorry. Let's mention him again. The Red Dog, <laughs> yes, absolutely brilliant game. Anyway, next one: Nick Martin. Nick Martin. I could do. I could do a whole segment on just Nick like Rochelle. Have we pinched one there, ladies oh, and gents? God, Thank you, we, Adrian Dodoro. Have we seriously pinched one? Um, uh, what a steal! Every time he touches the ball. 
I, Nothing bad happens. It seriously looks like he has the best IQ of, in the club already uh, because he he sees – He's got that magic gift of time going slow when he has the yeah, ball. Yeah, and you see, and I hate, I hate to say this name on this podcast, but annoyingly, whenever I've seen this guy play, he looks like everybody's walking in slow mo, and he's work, he's working slightly faster than everybody. He does have a touch of the Pendlebury's about him, right? Yeah. In that he has more time than everybody else. He just looks like he has more time than everybody else, and then annoyingly, like Pendlebury, he makes good decisions. Right, and so it might be. It's not just for a kid who's playing a very small amount of AFL football. He's not like get the ball and then oh, I can see Andy McGrath nice and close. Let me just get it to Andy and, and get it out of there, and we'll do that. No, no, no. He stops. He has a look. There's the extra time, and he assesses the handball ten meters outside the pack because he knows he can make the handball. Whenever he touches the ball, really, really good things happen, and he's just going to get better and better. That kid. Look, if, if you said at the start of the year, look, after round four, one of our players is going to average 23 disposals and two goals, you would have only said, oh, gee, Jake String is going it's to be... It's going to have a great season, baby. <laughs> but yeah, actually, no, it's the uh, SSP player, uh, it's Nick Martin. Uh, crazy. It's just a joy. One of those guys that is a joy to watch. Zero Patron about him. Yeah. Zero anything about him. He just does his job. Well... <laughs> Because uh, when I was talking about the guys, you know, is there too much information because they're not playing instinct? I actually laughed to myself and said, I wonder if he's the, the odd one because we picked him up so late and he missed yeah. a, lot, a lot of preseason. He's the one playing on the most instinct out of, of the club and getting it right. So, uh, yeah, and look, Jay Kelly uh, easily could have votes. I Mick Martin easily could have votes. He was in, I, I thought Jay Kelly was really, really, really good. This was the game that showed you why we got Jay Kelly. He had smalls, he played on talls, he used his body really yep. well in one-on-one contests. He's good in the air, he's good on the ground. He's a very, very good. I would go so far as to say he's been our best pickup in a, a good while. Like, I know Martin's going to be an exceptional footballer. Oh, as far as, like, from, from club to club. Yeah, from say. club to club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trade, trade He's club, yeah. He's going to be really, really, really good. Yeah. Even though we just came off Peter Wright. Talking. Well... <laughs> They don't listen. They, what they, they is with the Gold Coast, man? They're like uh, you got Will Brody just starring. Like I know they've they, they don't make good decisions, man. Something's got to be talked about their de- development. Not that we can shine a light on them, but having said um, that, they've got the King Kitty up there who's doing okay. I in know, the forward but, line, but some players who go just turn into surely you. Players. But surely Peter Wright would be okay running around as a second tall option in the Gold Coast forward line. Surely, but oh, but thank you. Bye bye. Oh, well, the good news is that uh, Harrison Jones plays VFL this week, so good. He'll start on the uh, the men's. Um, so I'd say he's probably two or weeks away. So that would be good. Uh, okay. And, and Waller had seventeen possessions, eight marks, and a goal on the on the weekend. You know, okay. played well the week before that too. So for uh, he played a bit of mid as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, they ran him through the midfield. Yeah. So they actually had no Hobbs and no Joe Atley. So if you know the VFL, Joe Atley's their main midfielder. Actually, would easily, what happened to him? Would be leading. I actually don't know. I will have to ask Paul Cousins. But okay, he's he would be leading leading their BNF easily. So yeah, um, but yeah, their two grunts inside were out. Yeah, so, we're not good. Okay, so, so we got a bit smashed. Of, bit of Waller magic. Yeah. So they put Waller in the middle to help out. Played seemed to play well and. You know, Francis kicked three goals three and Vossi kicked three goals one. So there are some nice moments. There's yep. some players who that are coming up. Um, Another name for you, S. Durham. 
Nice player, isn't he? A lot of a lot of a lot of again, a lot of people have uh, have told me the error of my ways on the Facebook page um, by saying <laughs> Sam Durham, Sam Durham, Sam Durham on the side. Segment on, <laughs> on <laughs> the ways that Grant is wrong. <laughs> Imagine the call-in. It would be a 10-hour show. People just I would love to do that. Tell us on the Facebook page, by the way, if you would love to do a call-in. If we just... A call-in of why was Grant wrong? Why was Grant wrong this weekend? Hi, it's Grant Hill. Why was I wrong this year? <laughs> this is Scott. I tell you, where do I start? That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Scott. Let me tell you about 40 years worth of where you've been wrong. No, 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 no. I just mean last weekend. Okay. Um, tell us if you'd like to see that. We could we could absolutely do that. Um, Durham, yes. Now, I always thought he was a great player, performed well last year. Um, wondered whether or not he was uh, backup for us. Um, always going to be sort of in and out, in and out. Or is he in our long-term plans, really? Jeez. Well, that's um, gave him a two-year extension during the week, didn't yeah. they? Yeah. So, it's a bit, so of a, I think, bit of a heads up there. On, yeah. I think a a reasonably smooth-moving, experienced um, back half-back flanker um, has now sort of – they might see him around the grounds doing other things, and I think maybe they went and got McDonough to replace him. Yeah. Like, because I think they see Sam doing things like being at half forward or being in the forward line like he was on Sunday. And there's McDonough as your, as your backup half back again now. Um, but yeah, no, no, I, I don't stand 100% corrected with Durham because I always rated the kid. But um, he looks good when he's in the side. A lot of effort from him. When the ball hits the ground, he's um, on the ground and he's back up quick chasing people. So yeah, he's got, he's got really, like nice, it. really nice height too. Yeah, good, good amount of height from the, uh, from the tall kitty. No, no, I uh, and I look. It, I actually thought our sub was really, really impressive. Yeah, came on and did what a sub is supposed to do. Yeah, massive energy, twelve disposals, four tackles, and a goal. Yeah, um, in you know, came on during the third quarter. So you got a, he's had a pretty big impact. Uh, so look, let's be honest, that will get him a game because yeah. one, because of obviously Snelling, so it's an obvious. Um, so he'll come in, and I wouldn't be surprised. Cutler comes in too. So do you know who we? Um, do you know who we also haven't mentioned that deserves our own little segment? Ah, just the bloke that led the possessions for the entire game. <laughs> we haven't mentioned Darcy, have we? <laughs> Darcy uh, Parish, thirty-eight touches. I, I sometimes, you know, I, sometimes I do that with Ridley, where I do a whole show, and at the end of the show, I'm listening to myself and going. Jeez, Ridley's had twenty six and ten marks, and I haven't. And didn't say a word because it's just Ridley, because right? Because it's because it's sometimes you just. So I don't know if Essendon, other Essendon fans do this. You're so excited about some young talent and that. You just go, oh, did you see Nick Martin? Did you see that? And then you forget, oh, by the way, you know, one of our best players actually played out of his skin. Had, Again. Had, Again, you know, he did it. He's only had a 38 and 8 clearances yeah. and 17 contested possessions. Yep, there you go. And best on ground. He, had, he was actually my best on ground, so that makes it even funnier. So, yep. Uh, I, it was a different kind of game I always felt from Darcy. I felt he was really physical and tough inside. Um and just willed himself to try and get us some some ball. Um, so hence the amount of contested possessions. Uh, I thought it was a really really impressive game. Uh, so that was it was like Back a to real the last year. I felt like it was a leadership ga- kind yeah. of kind of feel vibe to him. Yep. And that's I don't say that a lot, but I just felt I was like, oh, you're. You know, I remember saying it. I think it was around the third quarter. I was telling you, I was saying, said to like, Darcy's really willing himself here. Yeah. I was just watching him closely. There's sometimes I just sometimes watch a guy for two minutes, and he was really headstrong, willing himself to get. Us and he over probably the line. knows that his other A grader isn't there with him. 
Yeah, yeah. He's going to have to do 35s every, yeah. every and match. And he was getting attention, by the way. At stoppages, if you yeah. watch, he was getting attention. So that's a really mature, impressive game from Das. D Shield. Uh, besides that kick at the end that almost lost us the game, yeah. he was he was solid, but he's got to get that out of his game. Don't uh, know that it's going to happen, but it, it I I understand yeah. where you're coming from. I mean, it was it was a really strange decision uh, and kick, but it, it's annoying because if that didn't happen and he nails that kick, you would go, he's had another good game, uh, and but that's what you just feel like you you focus on. But outside of that, he he's having a a pretty impressive year. Like he's great twenties, twenties every match. Yeah, he's running hard. He's always again. He was second in our clearances with six. So yep. he's doing he's doing some good work. Um, it just that was just such an obvious highlighted yeah. play with with when he does something bad like that. It's like it's really obviously yeah. no good, and you go oh. And it was just yeah, it was just obviously because it was. I forget what it was. Was felt like it was like ninety seconds to go in the game, or two yeah. minutes to go in the game, and it was just a massive mistake. <laughs> <laughs> a thirty meter kick to the opposition is directly to yeah. the opposition. Right? So it was like, yeah, um, that wasn't great. But but I don't want to not ignore the rest of his game though, because uh, I think he's. I think I think without knowing, so I don't know this at all, right? But when they talked about. Essendon having guys sick. I know for a fact he did not train Wednesday or Friday. Okay, there you go. Uh, so he wasn't even around, which tells you, one, they're worried about other guys getting sick if you're not attending yeah. training. Um, so without knowing, I'm just going, I'm just wondering where Dylan Shield was at in yeah. that game. That's all I'll say. Okay. Um, I thought... Jade Laverde showed signs of getting back to his last yep. year's form. Yeah, I agree. That's the first time I've seen him take, I think it was around about eight or nine marks. Uh, and and But also have a bit of drive through the ball. He was yeah. offensively helping us um, kickstart plays. And um, I think one, one of my one of my main points about that is that we haven't seen, we did on Sunday a little bit, we haven't seen Laverde the, of last year. We haven't seen the Ridley of last year. We didn't see the Hindy or the Redman of last year. Hepps is still a little bit off last year, but because the ball wasn't absolutely cascading into our back line where they were just constantly scrambling and Rid Ridley couldn't be Ridley and running in front of packs, Laverde couldn't you know, take his guy. This game, because the ball wasn't cascading in there all the time, our guys had chance to be the player that they are. Ridley took marks. Laverde looked a bit like Laverde again. Redman had some run about him. Nick Hind had a lot of run about him. And the back line could perform like they were supposed to perform. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, important to note, Crows only took three marks inside 50, which is a pretty good effort. Yep. Now, saying that, I will do one that I would be – I'd love to have a coach on the line right now. Wouldn't to, you? To ask him this question. Uh, and the question I would ask – was it your intention for your full back line and half back line to play so far up the ground at certain stages? Because we got caught out big time on the overlap. Like Adelaide definitely want, wanted to push us up to the ground to yeah. almost the midfield at some stages yep. to have their quicker small forwards. Then if there was a turnover or counter attack, um, that they would have open space, basically an open paddock. You know, the old Pagans paddock. Yep. Um, and we fell for it a lot of times and there was a lot of counter goals. 
Um, and so again, you know, actually our turnover score is actually was really high again on scores. Yep. Uh, and that part of that was part of that setup, playing too high up the ground. I'd love to know where th- where that part is, player fault or coach's direction. Like as I, oh, I hope it's not coach's direction, man. Because yeah. we get we get constantly scored on like that. Yeah, that was um, you know, it's because someone you know when I read that in Crows only had three marks inside fifty. One, I was like, oh, that's a good result. And then I thought about when actually we played so high, it was hardly that yeah. kind of vibe where they had yeah. a, a long bomb into uh, and. Um, yeah, just reminded me again I'm uh-huh. of one player I've got to give a shout out to, uh, and that's the other ruckman, Andrew Phillips. Andy Phillips. Oh yeah, see, there's a player that we nearly forgot who's really, coming and performing, really performing. Now I will say this: there was times um, in the third and fourth quarter where Adelaide were kicking a little bit longer, and he worked his butt off to get back to Zerk Thatcher and really to be a third man punching the ball. And making sure it goes to ground. Yep. They're the little things I love. They're such team-orientated actions yeah. uh, that help us and help our our defence out. It was a really mature, great game. from from A couple of games. He hasn't put a foot wrong since he's come back in. No. You saw that, yeah, like, I think you mentioned it before. You saw for the first time the two Ruckman work when they're both on song. Yeah. Um, and it was really it was really good around the ground. I think they had the good mix of the amount of time that Sammy spent out in the middle and then Phillips spent down back. They had a good yeah. amount of time. Sammy spent a little bit of time on the bench as well and I think he might be carrying a little something, a little Sammy. But, um, yeah, good mix. Andy Phillips, really another, just a really great game from him too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, lastly, um, lastly for me, I thought it was a mature game for McGrath. Um, I, I thought it was probably the most physical I'd seen him for a while. I thought he was he was quite tough in the in the clinches. I thought he was doing everything he can um, physically to try and help us out. Was his kicking all sensational? No, but um, but I was really pleased with how he. He showed up to the game and presented it yeah. and fought hard. Yep. Uh, he had 25, and so I thought it was a pretty mature mature game. So When he gets those high 20s, yeah. even flirting with 30, the good things happen. If he gets the ball that much, good things happen. So, yeah, I, I thought the, you know, the midfield was actually pretty decent. Uh, that Could they run better defensively? Sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's one thing I'm sure they're getting taught. Absolutely. Uh, um <laughs> Last one from me. Congratulations to Blake Carousella. Yes, exactly. Congratulations to Blake Carousella for getting a win as a head coach. It's um, especially when it's thrust upon you. It's no, it's no no small thing. He's been around for a while, the boy. So I think he's uh, he would have been comfortable in the big chair. Um, but congratulations, Cara. Um, great to see you uh, at our club getting that win too. And it's kind of kind of nice that the guys had truck on Facetime as they sang the song. Yeah, it was cool. Thanks. So uh, they're little things that are just cool and. Yeah. Making sure he's involved, so he'll come out of protocols. Um, I would say Wednesday, maybe. I think it's, so it's Thursday the training. Thanks yeah. for coming. Yep, I think he had it Wednesday. So yeah, so um, that will start to get a little bit more back to routine. But uh, yeah, we've got Frio coming up. Uh, We're not expecting anybody to return for next week, are we? No injuries coming back in. Well, Cutler obviously will come oh, back. Sorry, Cutler from yeah. protocols. Yeah, from so. protocols. Yep, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's the obvious one. Uh, yep. I don't think there's anyone. I think it's just going to be a selection. Drew back in, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, no, sorry, Coxie will be ready to go. So okay. So you got Coxie and Cutler. So you've 
you kind of got the wingers kind of half back if you if you want them there if you want to change things around. Yep. Um, we'll see how we go. So uh, Baldwin had uh, concussion protocols, so he didn't play the VFL, but he'll be right to go. Um, yeah, Francis, like I said, kicked three, so he may be discussed, but I've got that funny feeling he, he probably unlikely than 100, not. But 100 points we just kicked, it's yeah. not a huge issue. So, yeah, there's options, but it's – it's you wouldn't say they're – you know, the, the, real, the, real, the real, real talent is still a bit off. Um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, so, look, big game against Frio. They're going to come to play. They're yeah. – Three one got their their tails up, so we're gonna. Is the is it a fluke game? That's the thing. That's so the, the pressure. One thing I was actually really really pleased. I actually thought our supporter base was really good. Uh, yep. They were they were loud. They made they actually made a presence in yep. that last quarter, uh, and that's what we need. Like to go two three would make a big difference to the psyche of the club. Hugely, because um, you, you suddenly you're looking at you know you're not eighteenth anymore. You, you're suddenly tenth and twelfth, and you you. You're going up the ladder fast, and you, then you got a Collingwood team that's beatable. Yeah. Um. So, big game at Marvel. So get there. It's the absolutely. Eight, yeah, it's four forty on a Sunday. We all love that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, but it's a big, big game. Big, yep. big game. Absolutely. I really, genuinely hope we win it because this is the kind of momentum that we need. Is this win? Then go in chock a block full of confidence against the the dirty pies, um, and. There's your season from there. I mean, we pinch the we pinch the the Anzac Day game. Look out, the season's up and about from there, and away we go. Exactly. So that's us signing off. Absolutely. Um, good to be back, everybody. Um, we hope you had a a good week. Um, and we will uh, we'll talk to our Patreons on Thursday for the team selection show. Um, and then again, our Patreons are directly after the game. Scotty and I will be there next week, or won't we? I'll be at Marvel, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. We'll be there, I think, then. Um, so it'll probably be, depending on how late we get home, it'll probably be the next day for the post-game reaction show. Yeah, that will be a tough one, actually. <laughs> yeah, to be able to do that. So uh, probably Monday night for the team uh, for the post-game reaction show. Um, and also probably the main <laughs> show. So it's a two-game yeah, well, two we'll show. It, let's be honest. We'll have to, me and Grant will just have to work out what we do um, because if we can't get it to Monday and then Monday main show goes out, then we'll just have to work out if it's just the one show and everyone can hear it. Yep, cool. Um, and that's just that's just reality. The four forty Sunday makes it very tough, and you got to understand on Sunday nights we don't see our family <laughs> the, the all day. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So it's very tough sometimes to come back Sunday night and say hi everyone. Now we're off to the studio. Um, so for Patreons, you know. It, it, we're not sure yet, but there may be a case where it's just the main show on the Monday night, yeah. um, and we'll try and do something. Uh, I'm, I, what I might do is, in the meantime, to save an, an extra show. I'll talk to Paul Cousins next week for about the VFL. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's an extra extra show. Yeah, um, beautiful. Coming in, so you're not losing anything. So all right, hope that makes sense. Thank you, everybody, for uh, joining us. We'll talk to you guys very soon. Gay bombers.